What is going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Nomicron. It is episode 11, which is fucking awesome because we just beat our milestone of 10 uh, just last week. So 11, new milestone. And I'm probably going to continue this uh, milestone shit for the next like five episodes until it gets boring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin, and joining me as always... The two best buds anyone can ask for. Ryan, a.k.a. Synthetic. How you doing, man? Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. And, of course, Ollie, the Vonstrosity. What's up, man? Hey, I'm doing good. That's good. That's good. Uh, today, we're going to follow suit with last episode. It's kind of a fuck the docket with a little bit of structure, but mostly fuck the docket. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of trailers, maybe, and then who knows where we get off on uh, on afterwards. Um but yeah, let's open this up. Where did we where do we want to start? Um, I mean, I'm good to just start at Book of Boba. I don't think we'll have a ton to cover with this one, but I did want to talk about it. Oh, hell yeah. yeah let's talk sounds about good. it. Book of Boba. Trailer just dropped, what, a couple of days ago? Yeah, I think like two days ago from the time yeah, of recording I, this. It'd be yeah, like a solid I, couple I, of weeks by the time we do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the time this episode comes out, yes, that trailer will have been at least three or four weeks old. Yeah. Yeah, whoa. Uh, and I did just watch it before we got started here, just so I could have it uh, fresh in my head here. You know, I figured I, w- I was trying to watch it back when it dropped, and then, you know, me and the ADHD, I got distracted and then completely forgot about it until, Ollie, you mentioned it earlier. Of course, um, yeah. Of course. But um, I'm pretty impressed, but I mean, it doesn't take much to impress me when we've got people like Dave Filoni and John Favreau at the helm uh, of these Star Wars franchises. Oh, Yeah. I really, uh, I, I liked what they gave us in that trailer. I didn't think it was too much, but I also thought it was just enough to kind of get a semblance of what their story is going to be. Right. Yeah. And I'm really interested. Like, uh, I mean, I know you've seen it, Alex, but uh, have you seen um, the Clone Wars saga uh, where Darth Maul essentially rallies the underworld, Oliver? No, I have not. No? Okay. Well, it's going to be similar to that for those uh, those listening that have seen that. And I know that you've seen that as well, Alex. And I I figured we could get oh, into that. Oh, yeah. That's when he, he rallies the underworld so he can take over Mandalore, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So basically, like, what I really picked out of this trailer, especially in the scene where he's talking with all those, uh, like, different um mob bosses at that table (laughs) um a lot of them were like similar races to a lot of the ones that we'd seen before like the guy that questioned him i imagine is probably what remains of the black sun or what they eventually became uh he just looks like he was uh wearing the same like cult robes and whatever as they were wearing in those uh the scenes where darth maul just like cuts off all their heads right and I also thought it was really cool how they brought up the uh, the menagerie and like if how you, uh, you talk to um, Java that way, he would have like thrown you into the Rancor pits. Hell yeah! But I thought that was a cool tie-in to the uh, um, what was it? The Rancor that we saw was it in what's it called? Um, the Bad Batch. Do you remember that? Yeah, episode? yeah, yeah. Yeah, where they rescue that like that baby Rancor, the young Rancor. Yeah. yeah, and then you find out at the end of the episode that it's, uh, it belongs to Job the Hut. Right. So a lot of people speculated from there that like maybe that's the one that we see in uh, Return of the Return? Jedi. But now that uh, we've got that voice line, a lot of people think that he just had like a bunch of them. Like he had an actual like herd of Rancor that he would just kind of like switch out because it 
in the voice line and referring to them as a menagerie, right? Well, I mean, menagerie could very well also mean that he may have had more than just rancor. He could have had all kinds of beasts and, and other beings in a collection. Oh, right? definitely. Well, I mean, he, like, he, he did have the Sarlacc pit. What were you saying, Ollie? Uh, I was just saying that that's that's what I took from that that line in the trailer that it would that maybe it's just like a bunch of different creatures that he has. That's very possible too. Would we <laughs> would we count the uh, the the Sarlacc pit as part of that menagerie? Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not his. Like it's just kind of there, and he just uses it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Boba would though. Sure, he I gets mean, some dark times in there. Do we? Quite certain he did. <laughs> it, it was it was Boba that that fell into the Sarlacc pit, right? Sure Just was. To confirm. Do we know how he survived that? Um, kind of. I mean, it's it's in uh, like comic lore. I'm not sure if it's canon or legends, but there are a couple storylines or one storyline maybe that uh, go over all of that. Okay. Was uh, did they? Did he talk about it at all in The Mandalorian? I can't, I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain here trying to sort that out. I don't think he did. I don't think so either. That was, that was why I was curious about it, because I was wondering right. if it, if it's going to be like one big kind of like Sherlock mystery, you know, of how he survived the fucking Sarlacc pit. Unless, of course, we have flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other I thing. I hope we do. Well, because my thing is, he, if he got, he got out of the Sarlacc pit, cool. I don't know how. That's one thing I don't know, but. Why did his armor disappear? Where? How did that get separated from him? Mm. And I don't remember if they talked about that at all or where it came from in The Mandalorian. Um, it was that Wild West town where he... Yeah, but then we didn't, uh, we didn't see Boba until like later on in the season. And I don't remember what their interaction was over the armor. I just, like, he did something... And helped Mando, and then Mando gave him the armor back. But I don't remember if there was any like back and forth as to an explanation or like inferring about it. There's no way that Mando knew that he had fallen into the Starlight Pit. I mean, right? there's. I don't think there's any. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't think. Do they know of each other? No. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. It didn't seem like I, it. Anyways. I would though, because he I mean, knew about Fed. Mando right. knew about Fennec, and Boba Fett was, I, at, like, the point before he uh, fell into the pit, was the most notorious bounty hunter in the galaxy. So I'm sure he knew not it to, to mention, extent. Not to mention, it was no secret that uh, his dad was the was, was Subject Zero for the cloning process. Yeah, and also that he was, uh, a, like, an excommunicado Mandalorian, basically. Yeah, more or less. And I mean, I say his dad, but technically, you know, it's him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, the same, it's like the same thing in Star Wars with episode nine, where they refer to Ray's dad as Ray's dad when it's literally just a clone of Palpatine. Was that what that was? Yeah. They were all over the place with that. That movie was a mess. Huh. <laughs> that, that, that whole saga was a mess. Are you kidding me? So, I maybe, not, before, maybe not from episodes we... one to six, but like from from seven to nine. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, pretty rocky. Before we tangent off too far, though, um, you guys uh, remember that like spider thing that we see in the um, the opening, like in the desert in the opening part. Is that the same thing? From Jabba's palace in Return, it is. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Like when the door first opens, and, uh, and you see it skitter across. Yeah, yep. So I those things thing gave me the fucking um, willies when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, mm. man. 
They're creepy little things, but apparently I learned the lore behind these the other day. They're uh they're actually like beings. They're like they're monks. And <laughs> they're monks. Yeah, they're monks. So their whole philosophy was that like once they reach their point of enlightenment or like when they're when they're at a point um where they're like about to die or something, they remove their brain and implant it into these like spider robots. And it sits in that little bubble in the front of it and it's like fluid. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was wondering yeah. what the hell that was. Their whole philosophy is that um, their mind leaves their body and then they're left for all eternity to think in peace. And essentially, they owned Java's palace. It was, it was a monk's monastery for like this group of monks. And he just kind of like came in and took over because they were all spider droids. They couldn't do anything about it. So right. he just like walked in. That's pretty insane. I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, super weird. I never even recognized it in Return of the Jedi. Like I never. No, I, I had you no know, idea you've where never these seen that in the background. No, it's I never. Okay, so there. like as soon as soon as three PO and R two get inside the palace in the beginning, as the the camera is like at a, at a bit of a distance and it has them walking towards it. And then in the background, the door starts to shut slowly. As mm -hmm. that door is shutting, this spider thing fucking skitters across the back there. Okay. It is, don't get me wrong, it is a dark scene. Oh, um, yeah. And, and I think when I was younger, I don't think I've like, when I was like a kid, like before my teens, when I saw that, I don't think that I recognized it. It wasn't until they had re released it, as they do uh, <laughs> in the theaters <laughs> when I was like, in my mid-teens when I caught it, and it creeped me the hell out, because spiders and I don't exactly get along. That was fair. Okay. And do we know where, like, I'm assuming this is just directly after where we left off on The Mandalorian Season 2 when we saw Boba Fett. Right, because Fett and, uh, and Fennec, they fucked off to Tatooine yeah. there and took over Jabba's palace. Yeah. Right, yeah, okay. So Which it's crazy. Yeah, so it's basically like a like a mob that they're starting or something like that like a crime syndicate yeah i think so I, I think so too now are we finally getting one of my fantasies in tv where we get to follow some nayer do wells we get to follow some villains for a while i hope so man that's i fucking hope so too i, I want a villain show and what better place to market that than star wars yeah that's the vibe that, that i Boba got Fett. i I really hope they don't turn it into kind of like an anti-hero or hero kind of story. Yeah, I well, agree. Yeah, I want to see the gritty underworld of Star Wars, like the part of it that they haven't been able to show us before. The scum and villainy, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, but also, we, uh, well, we saw a little bit of it in Han Solo, right? Or in, yeah. I guess it was just called Solo, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, it was more or less just like raiders and bandits that were used to seeing i feel like so. smugglers and shit yeah we don't really yeah. get a whole the only time you've actually seen the underworld and all that you wouldn't have because you haven't really uh, you haven't watched all of the or how, have you watched any of the clone wars no i have not cool so there's a lot of that stuff in clone wars yeah okay um but like you don't you don't get to see how how truly gritty it is and i'm kind of hoping that this this new series will shed some light on like the deep under underground underworld of Star Wars. Seriously, they definitely didn't uh, shy away from too much of the grittiness in the Mandalorian. And oh the, hell no! Like this is their chance to kind of like break free of that and really get into the darker aspects of Star Wars. I have a lot of faith in John Favreau, fan of the show, and Dave Filoni, fan of the show. Um, 
they are fantastic writers. Like Dave Filoni, yeah. I'm quite certain was single handedly responsible for pretty much all of Clone Wars, as well as, as, far as Rebels. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the man's man's fucking brilliant. And John Favreau, well, it's John Favreau. It's Happy Hogan. I love that man. Yeah. Well, I'm going into this with like zero expectations because I know nothing about the lore. So that's cool. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll impress, anyways. However, if we were going to get a villain show, do you know what I would much prefer? And I had just thought of this right now. What? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to pause. Oh, um, <laughs> I'd like to see a show about a Sith master and his apprentice and just call it the rule of two. That would be sick. That's what it's what? called, right? The rule of two? Yeah. Whatever that, whatever their belief system is. Yeah, that that would be unreal. I would love yeah. to see that unfold. They should do that with like a young Palpatine and his master. There's so oh, much dude, like, dude. Oh, <laughs> oh. You uh, did you okay? Before we go Lucas, too far into this, did you George know? fucking Lucas? If you're listening, sorry, I'm cutting you off. That's okay. <laughs> we got the goods. We got the goods. Last time it was uh, Kevin Feige. This time George Lucas. <laughs> we should have dinner. Hit us up. Go on. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I. I he is f- famous for being the, one of the doctors in Doctor Who, uh, but he was kind of cast as uh, a young Palpatine for episode nine in a scene that got deleted. And a lot of people think that it was um, like, do we know which doctor? I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know anything about Doctor Who, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I was going to say like, is it the guy that kind of looks like Gordon Ramsay or is it? Yeah, that guy. Okay, give me two seconds. <laughs> you keep going. I'll get his name in a sec. Um, but anyway, uh, he recently like came out on uh, on Twitter in an interview and was talking about how he was um, in like a really uh, a really pivotal scene that was deleted from episode nine and how it would have really shaped um, a lot of what Star Wars is and just been like a complete perspective altering um, scene. And a lot of people think that uh, it was. Matt yeah, Smith. that's him. Um, Sorry, carry on. A lot of people are speculating that it had something to do with him playing a young Palpatine interacting with his master, who was Darth Plagueis, who initially got into, like, um, like you remember that scene, Ollie, in episode three, uh, the, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise and how he was, like, yeah. trying to live forever? Well, that was Palpatine's master, and it was, like, a lot of people are speculating that this deleted scene had something to do with the two of them interacting together. So they've already cast a young Palpatine. All they have to do is although, just like... Although Matt Smith's no no youngin. But I mean, I guess it wouldn't matter, but I mean, like... I mean, it, it was one of the more recent Doctors. Yeah. I'm pretty sure... Or does this guy look like a Doctor? No, he, he looks pretty young, Matt Smith. 82. He's only a few years older than me. Five years older than me. <laughs> okay, maybe it is... Yeah, he was the doctor from 2010 to, or sorry. From yeah, like, yeah, Matt Smith. Yeah, that is Matt Smith. Yeah, because he's, he's showing up in the in the new Game of Thrones spinoff, and he looks pretty much the same. I mean, minus the white hair. Hmm, that's I didn't fair. know that. Yeah, I think he's but yeah, the only definitely person something they could do. That. And that would, be, that would definitely be a really cool villain uh, backstory to follow. Give us a lot of... I would, uh, I'd like, be so down for that. <laughs> and it would just fill in a lot of gaps, too. Hey, we'll do that. But we'll still call it the rule of two. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Hell yeah. See, that's that's what I want to see. I want to I want to see the darker side of Star Wars. I've we've we don't get to see a whole lot of that because well, one, now it's owned by Disney, and two, 
back when they were making Star Wars movies, it was like pretty campy, pretty family friendly movies from the seventies for the most part. Yeah, definitely really black and white in the in their good versus evil struggles well, of course. in the earlier Star Wars. Uh, but I, I just when are we going to get the dark side of anything? You know, dark side of Star Wars, Star Trek. I find from the the various offerings that that it has that I've watched can get pretty dark, which is nice. It's refreshing. It's not so campy and Disneyfied, unless you're watching Next Generation, in which case it was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty pretty campy. Um, but I mean, bit. Picard for life. Picard is my favorite captain. Has <clears throat> has there even been much of a dark side of Star Wars that's been set like in tone yet? Like I, I'm assuming well, Clone Wars had a bit of that. There is and there isn't. Um, there there is a lot of it that are touched on in games a little bit more. Like there have been uh, older Star Wars games where you play as a bounty hunter and you go and like do a whole bunch of shit and like kill Jedi and stuff. And there's also been um, like uh, Knights of the Old Republic games where you can you can be a Sith, you can do whatever you want, you can like you can do I guess more bad stuff but it's never in a storyline the closest that we ever got was a game called star wars 1313 have i ever told you oh, guys that that game? i know about 1313 that was uh yeah. annie annie hennig's uh big project she was the fan of the show um no she's uh <laughs> she's one of the main writers for uh uncharted yeah and that game and, uh, and other and other various games that's not that's not just her i think i remember the yeah. the trailer for it but wasn't that game like canceled or something it was yeah and it was it was initially meant to be like based in the underworld of coruscant on the level 1313 which was um i i guess considered like the most violent uh it's like it's like the compton of coruscant i guess we'll say and uh it was gonna like explore the depths of the underworld and like just the scum that you would find and all of this and then we got like a couple gameplay trailers where they were actually playing the game and it looked incredible. It looked so well done. And then a couple weeks later, it was just canceled. Yeah, it was definitely sad. It was a very cool looking game. What yeah. studio it was, was it making was... it? Oh, I don't even remember. I don't remember, man. This was like, but, what, 2014-ish? Since I've got the Googles open, I will... Uh... I feel like it was an EA game, wasn't it? It might be, actually. Because I think that was around the time that... Uh that they got the rights to it for battlefield or battlefront one no this was going to be published by lucas arts okay oh okay yeah just looking at its uh page here the screenshots look really cool would have been a cool game yeah you would have uh, you were supposed to play a bounty hunter in coruscant's underworld level 13 13 just like ryan said uh it was going to have a mature rating and uh, the last we saw it has formal reveal at E3 in June 2012. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Uh. Uh, being developed by LucasArts, Industrial Lights and Magic, Lucasfilm Animation, and Skywalker Sound. So, like, the whole... The pretty, that's pretty much all of george lucas's shit like so so there was a, there was a lot of basically what you're saying is the game never happened because the disney acquisition then oh i am i'm not certain if no the disney act acquisition didn't happen until way later that's more recent though uh, disney acquiring star wars is only like in the last what six years <clears throat> well it was pre episode seven and when did that come out like 2017 i think no that was oh. it was before 2017 because the episode nine came out December twenty nineteen. 
And then, no, there was two years in between, so 2017, 2015. Oh, it was 2015, that episode 17. Yeah. So, so yeah, it would have been after. I mean, it couldn't have been too far after, though, because they had nothing released in that, like, time period, I don't think. I think I think the only thing was... Yeah, uh, I'm sure the... I'm, I'm sure the negotiations were probably happening while during the development of that game. Yeah. So I, I guarantee that was a long acquisition process. Does, so, does e- Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, so April 3rd, 2013, it was announced that the Walt Disney Company had ceased internal development at LucasArts and laid off its staff. Except a skeleton crew of less than 10, which would allow LucasArts to remain open as a licensor. As a result, all projects were shut down, including... 1313. So good call on... on... So it wasn't that it was because of the Disney acquisition. It was because Disney was like, nah, we're shutting this down. I didn't realize that Star Wars and Disney had been together for so so long. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it was that long. I mean, mostly because the last three movies felt like a fever dream, but that's okay. And the 2010s have just been a blur. Oh, shit. 2012, <laughs> Disney acquired Star Wars for 7.4 billion dollars. So much money! I just God remember the. Him. I just remember I the photo. 2012, of, uh, like that's insane. you imagine having, having an idea that. that's worth seven billion dollars. Well, that's ask Bethesda. Ridiculous. They got acquired for what? Five billion? Something like that. That's pretty Let nuts. Yeah, because uh, Jesus, Bethesda. Yeah, I just remember when that acquisition happened, there was that Yeah, $7.5 billion is what uh, Microsoft paid oh, wow. ZeniMax Media to get Bethesda, well, to get the entire ZeniMax line. Yeah. Fuck. Huh. And, and in all honesty, one of the greatest acquisitions in video game history. This is going to be amazing for us in the long run. Oh, yeah. I just agree 100. And shout-outs to all the Sony ponies out there who thought 100% they were still going to make games for PlayStation after what is it? Starfield and uh, and uh, Tokyo Ghost Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, yeah, shout outs to the ponies out there. Um, one, no disrespect. <laughs> I was going to say no disrespect, Ollie. I still love you. Um, but there, there were so many people who were convinced, convinced that after this acquisition, that they were still going to get future games on their console and unfortunately you're wrong um and that's you know what xbox and microsoft they need a fucking win they need a win yeah and this is their win this is finally their win and i mean and not just bethesda like they've they've gobbled up a whole bunch of companies um yeah. and i really can't wait to see what we got it brings like way. it brings like what like four five triple a rpgs to the mix by 2023 2024 <laughs> like well, yeah right that's and first-person shooters. Like, there's still going to be a Wolfenstein 3. That's still on its yeah. way. We've mm-hmm. got Elder Scrolls 6, but that's not for fucking years. Starfield getting... is... Starfield is... Sorry. Starfield is 100% an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Uh, and I... <clears throat> aren't we getting an Indiana Jones game? We are getting an Indiana Jones game from Machine Games. Uh, who also make Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Holy crap. I didn't know about this. When did oh, this get Oh yeah. That was only months ago. Yeah, it was it One was second. just like a a little clip of a map and his uh whip and hat on the table or something like that. That's pretty sick. Okay. I hope it's like uh like I mean I guess an uncharted. Oh like sorry, two- sorry. My bad. Not machine games. I Who's missed that it? one up. Bethesda. Oh it's Bethesda. 
Yeah, which still it's like the same fucking company. Well, like isn't Bethesda like Fallout and Skyrim well, and whatnot? Well, it's Bethesda yeah. with Zenimax, so it was yes, those games, but like they're with Machine Games and all them too. Like they're all the same. But like Bethesda I mean, Game I... Studio, because there's a Bethesda like parent, and then there's Bethesda Game Studio. Oh, sorry, yeah, I misunderstood. Um, one sec. I'd be a little hesitant about uh, about an Indiana Jones game running on the Bethesda engine. Yeah, so Bethe- yeah. Bethesda Bethesda Softworks. Oh no, I was right, and Machine Games. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Machine game sounds right. I should stop second guessing myself. Isn't uh is Elden Ring also gonna be a Game Pass game? Oh wicked oh, segue. I haven't heard anything um, about that. <laughs> that would be cool. I would I definitely give it a try. I don't know. Here's here's my take on games like that, on these these Soulsborne games. Um I feel like most of those games, if they see exclusivity or timed exclusivity, is usually with Sony. I don't mm-hmm. know why it is. I think maybe Japanese style, Japanese company. They wanna they wanna cater to their very large uh, demographic, right? It's and it's possible. from Soft. Don't they usually work with Sony closely? Well, not exclusively. It's only on like Bloodborne, well, Bloodborne. and, and uh, Demon Souls. Right and Demon Souls. I mean, yeah. Well, Demon guess... Souls was like the first one, right? Yeah, Demon Souls was the original. Like, was the OG? Yeah. Then it was Dark Souls one and so forth. Yeah. But all the Dark Souls games are on like every platform, um, and I think Sekiro is also on every platform. Yes, it is. Um, I don't. I think it's just. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just Bloodborne and Demon Souls that are PlayStation exclusive. I think everything else is uh, just on everything. And I'm pretty sure Elden Ring, like, we've already seen that it's going to be on Xbox, whether it's a Game Pass game or not. It's going to be playable on Xbox and maybe PlayStation. Oh, hold <laughs> on. Are we saying that all the gameplay that was shown was run on an Xbox? I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not, uh, or the, so the, I watched one today, uh, like a 20 minute gameplay, uh, preview. And the one that they were doing was on PC. There's like a disclaimer at the beginning saying that it was a, a PC, um, like PC gameplay. So it might not reflect like console graphics, but I'm pretty sure that like the initial teaser that we got for it, um, was like an Xbox, um, Oh, definitely not exclusive. No, Xbox not exclusive. Series, X and S, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it is going to be on a whole bunch of things. But yeah, so I I just like watched that today and I, I wanted to talk about it because it looks fucking sick. And if you guys have ever played oh. Soulsborne games, I'm, I'm a big fan. But I did want to talk about just like the general uh, genre. Oh, hell yeah. We can talk about it. It may not necessarily... <laughs> be my thing but i'm down to rip it up yeah i kind of got into it a little bit i played uh the dark souls one remaster and and i guess like kind of along that line jedi fallen order definitely we should talk about that game too while we're uh sort of transitioning <laughs> between star wars yeah that game, i know all three of us have played at least a decent amount of that game yeah i beat it yeah it's uh um like i still have a playthrough that i'm not finished yet my uh my what is that new game plus oh yeah yeah i'm a i'm a big fan it is uh it is a very well written game a little the, it ended as i felt abruptly for me anyway mm-hmm. um but i'm looking forward to what's coming next definitely and i liked how how much of an emphasis they put on the exploration part of it as well and just how much you could find in the world yeah so i thought that was a really intro to what could potentially uh, be our first look at an open world Star Wars game. Hell yeah. But Elden Ring. Now, I've got to say, I think 
by process of game share, I've got a Dark Souls game on my Xbox. Um, I've played a little bit of it. It wasn't for me. Um, <laughs> I get that it's meant to be uh, go explore, go figure this out kind of hard game, but I need a little more order and structure. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. Quest markers. Give them to me. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't mind if, I don't mind if I have to do all the legwork without a fast travel. I'm okay with that. Just give me quest markers. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> but this Elden Ring, it looks so very different. Like the this this looks like gameplay I could actually get behind. Where yes, it's challenging, but it it looks cool. I don't yeah, think but it's it the challenging and tedious ways. Like you were saying with the like a, a map and menus in the Dark Souls games, where they're hard as fuck to navigate and they don't tell you what anything does. <laughs> yeah. But, like this new system, it looks basically the same as uh, the Breath of the Wild um, map system, which was fantastic, where you could put multiple pings for different stuff on the maps and sort of like... Oh, and then just travel there on your own. Yeah, and just like you could go back to them and leave the ping up for however long you wanted and oh. just like, I, I don't know, go and explore, do things later, mark something that was too difficult to go and do at another time. Yeah, that's fair. Definitely good quality of life changes from from the gameplay preview that I saw anyway. Yeah, I'm really interested in this in their combat system and the blending of magic and combat. Like it looks really fucking cool. It does look pretty cool. And I don't and now not having played all of the, the Dark Souls games, I don't know if that was a thing in any of the other Dark Souls or any of the Souls like games. Magic is, but a lot of people just opt to not do it because it's really hard to get started you basically start with the most garbage shit that you can and your weapon is <laughs> uh because you run out of mana like extremely quickly and in dark souls 3 you didn't uh regen your mana unless you sat at bonfires or specifically allocated your healing flasks to mana flasks and then you'd like cut oh wow flasks for uh health to dedicate to something else so a lot of people just opted to not do it but there were some really cool spells if you put in the time uh, and you had like, I don't know, ridiculous luck finding items, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of sad. Hollywood, uh, any thoughts? <laughs> Not really. I haven't had too much experience playing these games. I watched a bit of gameplay of Dark Souls 3. I've kind of always wanted to get into them. I just like and I did start with Dark Souls 1 getting into it, but then I got stuck at um like the underground city with the lizard folk, I want to say. I don't oh, really know. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> no. that's that's not very far into it, but I just remember trying to like book shit and climb ladders, and it just didn't really work out. Um, <laughs> and then one lizard would climb down the top of the ladder and st- like get you stuck halfway up, and they would, they would just trap you and start kicking your head until you'd fall and die. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't build... I like. With those kinds of games, my character builds are never very smart. I, like, I don't really think about where I'm putting, um... You're just like, this sounds cool. We'll do that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, like, I I end up being, like, way too rounded out and, like, not really focusing in in one thing or another. Maybe spread a little too thin. Yeah, spread a little too thin is a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, like... All about that. I haven't watched any of this Elden Ring, but from what I hear, it, it, it's impressed a whole lot of people. So, um, and I'm kind of interested in it because it's it's partly written by George R. R. Martin or something. That is and not correct. That, not that I'm like the biggest fan of him. I've never read any of his of his books, but 
you know, he's kind of got a lot of hype around him. So I'm really curious how this comes across as his work. Right. And if he's even finished it. And it was, uh, Ollie and I have sort of been talking about this uh, before we started recording. And uh, as a fan of the, like, Soulsborne um, series, uh, anybody that's played those games knows that they don't really have much of a semblance of a story. You really have to dig deep into, like, the armor details and lore pieces in order to understand what's really going on in the world. And fortunately, those games are enjoyable enough for the people that get into them that you don't really need the story to uh, to enjoy what you're doing. But right. it really does. And it's just hard to to see them integrating a story with such such a, I guess, hyped up um, person as George R. R. Martin. And it's like a complete curveball in, in a series like this. Yeah. Well, I find like just from what I've seen, it really seems like these style of games are one of the most challenging but ultimate power fantasies. Like you're <laughs> you're 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 oh, one man. you're one small human or undead dude going up against these giant ten phased fucking six final form bosses. <laughs> like this is shot all- you just by looking at you for fuck's sake, you know. Oh man, it, it really is exactly like that. It, it's partly like, as a new player to the series, you inevitably just start enjoying the death that you will feel after every <laughs> encounter, and it, it just it drives you. It, it frustrates you to a point that you just don't want to give up anymore, and then you. Okay, that should be good. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Jesus, scared the fuck out of me. All right, <laughs> but anyway, um. My, uh, I, I put probably the most time out of any of these games into Dark Souls 3, and I have about 10 different characters for, like, various different playthroughs. Uh, one of my characters I keep as just, like, a, like playing through new DLC content as it comes out, so I keep him at a lower level so I'm not overpowered as shit by the time I get to it, but I have two or three different speedrun characters one of them is on New Game Plus 12, and I have this ridiculous uh, bleed build on it. Uh, with plus like, 12? Yeah, plus 12. Is, I, is that is that literally, is it, as that sounds like, it is a 12th iteration of the New Game Plus yep. on the same character. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly it, what it is. And it just scales up with each each round. Exactly. Whoa, Holy that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's hard. It's horror, bro. It's fucking ridiculous. The only other... I used to be heavy into speedrunning this game. Like, my fastest time was on, I think it was that character's new game plus six. Uh, I got an hour and 15 minute for an any percent run, which is just basically like killing all of the main bosses, which there's still like 15 of them. Whoa. Hour and 15 In an hour? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, what? man. I, like, this was back when I was uh, really hardcore into Destiny solo as, as well. So I would just sit down for hours and just like run dark souls until i died then i would reset and just go again until i died and just get like faster and faster runs yeah i'll get that motivation like you do you're you get angry and like no fuck this i'm gonna do it me i get angry and go fuck this i'm not doing this shit like (laughs) like you said earlier our fantasy of it it's just the fact that like i can do it like i i can do it so i want to (laughs) no that's fair I might have to give these games another try. Uh, at least with Elden Ring, I think I might give that a try, especially if it does come out on Games Pass, because it yeah. does look really cool. I think, um, I mean, but I remember, who, who knows? It could very well happen. You know, the moves, these yeah. moves in the darkness that Microsoft has been making. Yeah. Um, and awesome I just remember yeah. playing like the. 
I don't know if you guys know of the Lords of the Fallen game. I think that's what it's called. It's another Souls-like kind of game. I have that game. Um, yeah, I think it was. I think I got it on like Humble Bundle or something like that on PC. Yeah, they gave back. it away. They gave it away with one of the Games with Gold months, like a year and a half, two years ago. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I just like I like with Dark Souls One, I could get a decent way into it before I got bored. But with this game, I got just super frustrated early on. Like first oh, boss. You... You and I both. Just, yeah, I don't know. There was something about Lords of the Fallen that just didn't sit well. I guess it was clunky. Yeah, it was very clunky. And it like, didn't... I know, I know that the movement style in like Dark Souls One is considered yeah. clunky yes. as well. But yes, Lords is. of the Fallen was like something else entirely. Yeah, I yeah. I think it has a that. sequel. Lords of the Well, I mean, not one out right now. One in the works, maybe. I don't know. I feel like it does. I'm honestly not overly familiar with uh, that game, but there are there is. There is a sequel coming. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. I thought I heard. Yeah, okay. Have you guys ever played The Surge 2 or the first one? No, I've heard they're good games, though. I have not played the first one, I don't think. But I did try the second one. Yeah, I tried it on Games Pass, and honestly, I didn't really like it. It is kind of like a... It's meant to be a more challenging type game, and it's really puts an emphasis on like your dodging and attack timing, like a Soulsborne game would. But right, I didn't get anything out of it. Like I beat the first boss pretty easily. I beat like most of the enemies. I <laughs> came at me pretty this easily. fucking guy. Just, I, yeah, I, I pretty much. Feel, <laughs> it didn't feel challenging. <laughs> I, I bet if I played it, this game pretty easily. It was like, <laughs> yeah. I bet if I played it, I would not have a good time. Mr. Fucking Dark Souls New <laughs> Game Plus Twelve cool. Speed Run. Like my my biggest issue with the surge was that it was just like it felt like I was running through hallways, and that's all I did. I ran through a hallway, and then I <laughs> with six enemies, and I beat the shit out of them. Run through another couple of hallways into another room with a boss, and that was it. Huh. I'm not sure. Know, not did it point. did it review well? I don't think it did. I feel like I had heard good things about it, but I just couldn't get it. Like, it, went, like it got like an average score. It didn't get a... Yeah, I think it just went under the radar mostly. Like, I didn't even hear about the Surge, uh, the first one, until the second one came out on Games Pass. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah. Surge 2, what? Yeah, there's a, exactly. There's the first one? What's the first one? <laughs> What's the Surge? Sounds like a an extreme sports game, actually. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> the Surge, downhill yeah. fucking snowboarding or something oh that'd be cool i have always wanted yeah but it, sorry, I'm a sorry. Little since, uh, that you got a playstation because i never played bloodborne before yeah yeah i think it's on ps now or something i'm i think i might give it a try at some point now that we're talking do about it. all this because i yeah, do hear it's up. really good people really Everyone's like it the, and i've been that's one the franchise really yeah it's, it's considered like Critically and by the fans, it's considered the best uh, entry in the franchise. When did it come out? In between Dark Souls 2 and 3 or after? Uh, it was like yeah. maybe a year or two before Dark Souls 3. Yeah, I was but say, there was, was a definitely between gap three. between 3. So like, it's, it's up to par with Dark Souls 3 in terms of like movement and visuals. Like It doesn't look dated uh, in the way that Dark Souls 1 and 2 do, uh, currently do. Okay, but it's like not in the same universe as Dark Souls? Not really. Oh, I mean, it no, it's its is. own thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Fucking crazy. I remember when that game came out, it looked it looks like those games look cool, and I feel like if you could get good at it, you could make it look awesome and just do crazy things. Yeah. Like, it brings, uh... brings me back to my old uh, God of War days. 
Like God oh, of War yeah. Three, I played the ever living fuck out of that game. That was probably I don't know as far as top games go, it's definitely in the top three, possibly tied for first place. Um, I don't remember what my second first place is. No, I had it and then it's gone. <laughs> so is it really a first place then? No, it's not. Hmm. Yeah, that second uh, bong rip kind of kind of clouded my clouded my brain here. Um, damn, I don't no, know. What I mean, I, what the fuck was I even talking about? <laughs> Games that you put a lot of time into. Um, I oh, God like, of War. I'm... Sorry. Yeah. 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 Like I played, like I, I knew almost all the dialogue. I knew where all the secret places were. Um, Kevin Sorbo as fucking Hercules once more. That was. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Like I, like that game, wicked use of scale. Like your opening scene, you're, you're attacking Olympus and you have to fight Poseidon in his like giant god form and like. Ew, man, it was so crazy. I'm so I excited that Gods of War 2018 is coming to Steam. Oh, man. Cannot wait. And I know I probably already said it once before in one of the previous episodes. And if not, doesn't matter. I'm going to say it again. I want to play it on PC with an Xbox controller. <laughs> and then I might take a picture of it and then send it to Sony. Optimized. <laughs> I might just tag them on Twitter or something. <laughs> absolutely ruthless the Pepsi I love God Coca-Cola of- glass <laughs> <laughs> I mean I played all of the God of War games almost all of them um, with the exception of like the PSP one and the one that came out after God of War 3 I don't remember what that was it was some weird Ascension I think it was called yeah that sounds right but I played 1, 2, and 3 at launch like I I remember when I got God of War 1 there was a I used to work at McDonald's in my in my teen years, uh, and just across the way from that McDonald's was an EB Games, uh, and I used to spend my breaks there because it was something to get out of fucking McDonald's for a few minutes, uh, and and got on pretty good with the staff over there. So much so that whenever I came in and some new games would drop, they'd pull me aside and and hook me up with like a PlayStation or whatever and let me fucking demo them. Oh, sweet! That's... And the guy, yeah, and the guy's like, "You got to check this out." He's like, I think you might like it. You're you're into these kinds of games. I'm like, hell yeah. Plus, at the time, I was a really huge, still, I guess I still kind of am, like Greek mythology nerd. Mm-hmm. Love that shit. And I boot this up, and you open up, like, I don't know if you're on the Aegean Sea or whatever it is, but you're on these boats being attacked by Hydra, and you, <laughs> you fuck them up. Like, it was unreal. I've never seen a game be so cinematic. Um, like, probably one of my favorite experiences from a child. I immediately like spent my paycheck on it and took it home and <laughs> played the ever living shit out of it. Yeah. I like an ungodly, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> love for God of War. And they were pretty linear, right? Yeah. I think I only played the PSP one. Yeah. No, they were most, very. The newer one I thought had a, or at least like the 2018 one was a little more open. Yeah. It's, it's, it's practically open world. Yeah. What, the latest one, you mean? The God latest of War 20. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if it's I mean, it, that it's, open. No, like, you, you go back to the Lake of Nine, I think it's called, and that's, like, the main open world area, but once you get into the different, like, sub-areas or whatever, those are pretty linear. But you kind of work your way through it, but there's one main big open world area. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Either way, I'm stoked. Yeah, it's a yeah. pretty good game. I don't Super think I'm that far into it, but I'm liking it so far. I also need to give uh, Horizon Zero Dawn a try. That's also on Steam. I have that because the my buddy that other buddy who shares his library with me has has that as well. I'm hesitant mm. to install it because I don't know. I don't know if I'm actually going to like it. I know there was a lot of hype around it, 
and it looks cool, but I don't know if it's that if that's the kind of game for me. And I guess I won't know. I know unless I try it, <laughs> but but I don't know. I feel yeah. like it's just one of those giant open world games that'll get bored of in a couple hours. Yeah, that's a little bit of the problem with some of these games. They're so ambitious these days that there's just so much energy that you need to put into it. And with my waning attention span, it just gets harder and harder. <laughs> For sure. I mean, especially when a lot of the open world games that are coming out just don't provide their actual open world with enough density. Like, there's just there's a lot to walk around and see, but there's nothing to do in a, amongst all of that walking. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, like, been... At least with. Oh, okay. sorry. Go on. You go ahead. Is mine will kind okay. of tangent us into something else? I guarantee it. Sure. Uh, well, at least with um, like God of War twenty eighteen, the way they do it is really cool. Where um, it's a pretty heavily, um, well, like dense world and what there is to do, but it's kind of like where you have to kind of come back to it. So you'll pass like through an area and there will be like three four things that you can't necessarily do yet because you haven't unlocked certain abilities but then later on there's a reason for you to come back and like that's kind of how how it's done and i I kind of appreciate that yeah yeah. it's like uh i mean also like jedi fallen order too uh while we were talking about that very heavy emphasis on returning to the planets to unlock different things with like new abilities oh hell yeah yeah yeah, that's right. I think um, one of the first areas in Jedi Fallen Order when you oh, get you to the sure, um, where you get to the the yep. temple, um, there is one little cave um, where there's like a giant frog beast. Oh um, yeah, and he just kind of like busts out the wall at you. Yeah, and like yeah. that that boss, I had to come back after a while because I just couldn't fucking take him off. But like once I came back, it was pretty easy picking. Definitely, like that planet. That planet is like pretty straightforward until you get into that underground part, where you discover the majority of like what the exploration wants you to do. And it's just so many enemies in that section, and there's so many jumping puzzles. And then like that, yeah, boss that just pops out of the wall, like. There, there's a ton of tough enemies in there too, and it really does. Uh, it yeah, and feels like it wants you to go and do other things and then return to it at like a more reasonable level. See, I'm kind of like mixed with when games present like that because on one hand, I kind of, I kind of like it because it there's a lot to do, but on the other hand, it's like I get kind of frustrated because I try to solve a challenge or a puzzle that I'm not meant to do until a higher level. Or until I've like unlocked a certain something, and then oh, I just yeah. get like kind of like, oh, I wish I could do this now because I'm kind of a perfectionist and I kind of like to complete my areas, and it bugs me when I move on to the next one. And it was like, oh, you only did sixty seven percent of that area, and I'm like, well, <laughs> crap. Yeah, I, I'm, especially with that game, like when you go and hover over the mini map, and it tells you exactly how many chests you're missing and the percentage of what you've discovered. And it just like it really irks you when you have one of like you have two out of three chests in a specific area and you just can't find the third one. Yeah, yeah, that's hey, basically that. it. <laughs> I mean, Pretty dope game though. Yeah, for sure. And I think like all of what you just said about how um, like some games just like they don't do it right with returning to planets and or areas and uh, completing other parts you didn't get access to. But I think Fallen Order does it in a pretty tasteful way because they do have you go back to a lot of the planets for a specific reason. Like, that you actually have a purpose yeah. being there. It's not just, yeah. like, hey, if you it's got done well, if it's If it's done well, it, it 
definitely isn't that big of a deal um but the other thing the way to approach it is kind of like how far cry 6 does it and where you could kind of start exploring at any point and it kind of like just level scales with you so things can get more challenging depending on where you are and then as you progress through the main story it boosts the level of like the area and everything um so mm-hmm. like you can kind of come back to it so you could beat one area of the game on one playthrough that used to be like really easy but then on another playthrough you go to that area and it's really fucking hard because you've leveled up by that point and like that's the other way that i could see them doing it but i definitely prefer the way where it gives you a reason to come back to it rather than you know just random um bases to attack or whatever yeah yeah yeah. No, I'm on board with that too. And like the, the borderlands kind of leveling system where um, even if you're joining on somebody who's like a much lower level, your enemies are still going to be at your level and theirs are going to scale down to theirs and stuff like that. Or they, or they scale yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They added that. I, I definitely prefer games that, that scale up your instances. Um, I don't I don't like being too overpowered in an area because then... And don't get me wrong. I like to feel like a badass, but I don't necessarily always need to feel like a god. Yeah, for sure. And I think mm-hmm. Borderlands is a good example of that with like the vaults and everything, and where they would oh, be yeah. scaling up to a point where like you might have the best guns, but you shouldn't necessarily be one shotting those enemies. They're supposed to be the pinnacle of difficulty in the game. Right. Why'd it go so quiet? <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to build off of that. I kind of. Uh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought someone else was going to chime in. I'm like, nope. No, well, I, I think um I think that At new that Arkham post. that that new Arkham Knights game is supposed to be kind of the same style with um it's not level gated it's doing what Borderlands is doing where um yeah you can you can revisit areas and it just scales with you rather than you know you can't do this area because it's like a level twenty level thirty thing so how does I, uh, I kind of like, like that. How does a leveling system in that game going to work, do you think? Like, is it just based on abilities you unlock? I assume it's going to be very similar to how Arkham, the Arkham games have been doing it, where you just get enough experience doing whatever. Like, every time you punch somebody, you get, like, 5 XP kind of thing. If you find collectibles, it's, like, 100 XP. And then eventually you just build up enough XP to buy the new gadget or something like that. That's that's generally how I think it's going to go. But now you're going to have like four different characters to do that with. You yeah. know, I wish I uh, I spent a little more time with the Arkham games. They're, I, I 100% beat Asylum. And I played a little bit of, was it Asylum then City? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And Asylum. Then what, was, what was the third? What was the, the third for that? The third Origins, one. But it was like yeah. Cool. Origins. Was no, not one. Origins. The one after that. Yeah, because that was a prequel. Oh, what you're thinking the third, Arkham. The third of the trilogy, like the last Arkham, one with Arkham, Arkham Knight. Knight. Yeah, I think I played maybe an hour of that, and I really wish I put more time into it. But like those Batman games, they're fun as fuck. Yeah, they like, are. I, I like the progression of it. Asylum, you know, you start with the asylum. It's mostly like detective work. You don't have a Batmobile. Um, the combat's pretty good. A uh, city is where I spent most of my time. Like, if we're talking about games that we spent a lot of time with, I played Arkham City like endlessly. I actually played all of the Arkham games for a while because I really liked their. I forget what game mode it was. It was like a dojo where you just like endlessly fight enemies and try to get like <laughs> like higher <laughs> combos yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And I probably put like 300 hours into Arkham City alone, just like playing those. 
because I would just like come home. Yeah, I'd come home from high school and just like spend a good like hour or two every day just like playing those, and like they were so <laughs> fun to get combos in. Um, Arkham Knight though was a little bit disappointing. I got that for PC when uh it wasn't Ooh. really optimized on oh, release. Oh yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Fucking gong show on PC at release. Yeah. I remember that. Like it was so bad. I luckily like returned it before my two hours was up, and I got my full refund. But then I ended up. I think it's on Games Pass now, so I didn't even have to buy it. I think it might be. I, I got it on sale forever ago, like as a trilogy. I think I got all three games. It was like fifteen bucks, not even maybe ten bucks. Oh, nice, stupid nice. sale. Yeah, with all the DLC. Mm. Hell yeah. Yeah, I really like those games. I can't wait for another Arkham-style game. And I guess Arkham Knights is going to be it. But that one is not going to be a, cont- a, a continuity of Arkham Knight, despite its name. Or it's just Gotham Knights, I think, is its name. Yeah, I've been Gotham calling Knights, it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Gotham Knights. Okay. But, but the um, Justice... Uh, what is it? The Kill the Justice League uh, Suicide Squad game? That is oh, yeah. a con- That is based off of Arkham Knights universe. Okay. Apparently. Interesting. Cool. Maybe yeah. they could use that game to build up like an actual DC uh like video game franchise. I would love to see a good Superman game put into production. Everybody oh. wants to see a good Superman game put into production. Uh, this the world has been asking for decades. <laughs> yep. Ever since the N64 fiasco. <laughs> yeah, my, my worry with that though is it's really hard to make a game where you play as someone so powerful as Superman and have it like well balanced where it doesn't just end up like Avengers and playing Hulk where you still have to punch people 10 times. Before no, you actually do you, you want to know how you do that? How you do that? I would say a little more shadow of Mordor style where eventually you can pretty much not one shot, but like two tap two or three tap motherfuckers. But as like, as Superman, he's pretty powerful. So either give him powerful foes and, balance it out that way or pretty much do the army of one where he's just fighting infantry vehicles planes like <laughs> fucking all of it <laughs> they should the way go I could... more on like, that route and just have really dense uh like densely packed groups of enemies fighting so you yeah. can still really overpowered but just the sheer number can also still be overwhelming to a point and then if they did where they had like i don't know say planes and like helicopters and shit flying around fighting as well they would be able yeah like multiple points of focus which would then create the difficulty in combat without taking away from the actual fun of the powers well well right or they could i mean he has to stop and recharge at some point superman despite all of his power can't keep it up forever yeah, yeah, they like, could kind tired of. Too. They could kind of take um, maybe a little bit of, of inspiration from the way God of War does it, because in the the not that I've played God of War extensively, but um, he's he's fucking killing gods and everything, right? And in the God of War 2018, he's nowhere near as strong as he used to be, and it shows. As he's old. He, he's old, right? So they could kind of maybe do it like an older Superman or something. And just one that's like kind of aged. I don't know, and the, and the world has changed, and there's more superpowered people. Whatever. I, mean, I think in the case of Superman, it would work better as the opposite, where it would be more uh, like believable, almost as a young Superman figuring out his powers, and that's why he's not as strong. That too, you see, because even like, like, he's essentially an immortal being as long as he's around the sun. 
So he doesn't really age, and all he does is get more powerful the longer he's alive. Yeah, or, or they could even do it where, like, he's being affected by some kind of kryptonite, so he's kind of nerfed a bit, and he's he's not able to kind of, like, get rid of this nerfing um, for the duration of the game or something like that until the very end. I don't know, something yeah. like that. Or just have, like, like you know in the Arkham games where they would have those uh, parts where you would have to take down groups of enemies, but if they alerted, uh, like, the others, they would just, like, shoot the hostage and you would lose the mission and restart. If they had, like, some kind of thing like that with maybe a group of enemies that would travel around with kryptonite guns or something, and you would have to take them out in, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, more creative ways in order for them to not get at you because one shot would just fucking knock you out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that could definitely work. And I think there was even, um, isn't there rumors of there being a Superman game in development? Or is There's that always just... rumors of a Superman yeah, okay. game being in development. Well, there definitely, there definitely was a Flash game in development at one point, but it got... I think axed because they couldn't find a way to to balance it out like that. But they could have easily done like Barry Allen just getting his powers and unlocking stuff. So it's it's probably just a limitation on people's um, imagination rather than any kind of storytelling. I'm not necessarily certain it's all imagination either. Uh, technology can be restrictive. Um, yeah, and to I was to, to make to make a point. If you were going to make a Superman game, you would need seriously destructible environments. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, because, like, Superman can just crash his way through a fucking building and save somebody if he wants to. And I think if you're going to give him all that power, you need to give him all the power, not mm-hmm. just the, the speed and strength and lasers and frost breath and whatever on the s- surface outside outside of buildings. Like, well, you got to yeah. let him. And see, this is where, like, you can really. You can really add depth to a game once you add elements like that. Because as a character like Superman, this is where your morality can come into play. Like, the more you destroy in your fights, the lower your morality goes. The more. Ooh, that's a good idea. That's changing story, right? Mm -hmm. Or the way, like, (laughs) build off of these ideas, they're just not doing it i don't know they're not finding the right studios to back them i guess yeah or or like going back to what i was saying with god of war 2018 there are parts of the game when he does go all fucking out and there's huge destruction and whatnot he just kind of like saves himself up for that kind of thing so it can be like really climactic events where he just you know goes massive um destructive environments and whatnot but he's able to restrain himself for the majority of the game yeah he could do it that way too Definitely. Well, was, I mean, it, like, then again, it, it all goes back to the whole, like, DC thing with, the like, killing people as well. Because obviously, if they're sticking to source material, Superman's not just going to be, like, 100% punching some random dude with a gun on the street that, like... No, but he should. Exact. Leave all the non-killing for Batman and, and his fucking trauma. <laughs> not enough See, yeah. Not enough heroes kill people. And I'm, I don't care how that makes me sound. Do you know how much chaos... And how many innocent lives could have been saved if Batman just ended the Joker in the very beginning? Just fucking broke him. Or how, like, the healthcare industry is probably bursting at the seams with henchmen that have their, like, fucking femur broken by Batman. Right, right, right. Just put them out of their misery, man. Just end them. Exactly. (laughs) Just fucking end them. They're bad people. They're horrible people. No fucking sane asylum, no fucking prison is going to rehabilitate that or, or... or stop that from happening in the future. Just end them. You're fucking super. It's a fantasy. You're superheroes. Just do it. Just kill them. Mm-hmm. There's a there's this really cool Batman comic arc 
where it actually explains why he uh, has this like whole thing about not killing. And it's not even like a morality thing. It's more so that he understands that what he's doing and like who he's become is truly insane. And the only thing keeping him from like, I guess, falling over that edge is the fact that he doesn't kill people. And that he sees that as the only thing separating him from his enemies. So to him, uh, in this storyline, it's almost like if uh, if he were to kill somebody, it would break him to a point where he would then uh, just become essentially like the Joker, the people that he's trying to stop. That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. And um, I guess you're right on that too. Like, like, but that's also like only specific to Batman. Like, it, we don't see any of the other <laughs> like their identity in the same way, right? Especially, especially yeah. Superman. Like he, he's a lot more grounded in who he is as both Clark Kent and Cal El. Uh, once he sort of discovers his identity and, and all that, but I think in the case of Batman, it makes sense. But I think yeah. for a Superman game, like I, I would love to just go all out, like the entire game. Just let me fucking destroy everything. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that if I were to ever get superpowers, that I would be overly good about it. <laughs> I'm not saying I would do heinous shit. <laughs> I'm just I'm, saying that pay me a I'm lot not of saying. money, good shit. Well, right. I'd be more anti-hero than hero, um, but I wouldn't be a villain. Like I wouldn't go after innocent people. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be a bit, a bit mischievous. That's for sure. I don't know if mischievous is. The, I mean, I would totally rob banks, but I wouldn't hurt anybody. I'd do it at night when no one was there and on the other side of the world. Yeah, I'll be cool as fuck. <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> not gonna hurt anyone i just want all the goods yeah that's so, so bad right i gotta build my lair i can't build my lair without <laughs> money exactly this it's an investment for the people right those who can pay me i'd be a mercenary <laughs> if they can't pay you then they're not gonna have kneecaps but i mean <laughs> they're not gonna have limbs period <laughs> depending on my powers but i mean like i wouldn't i wouldn't be like i wouldn't work for shady fucking terrorist organizations <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> start your own but i mean like if the government wanted me to do some stuff they'd have to pay me a lot of dollars that's all i'm saying yeah so many dollars man i wish i had superpowers everybody wishes they have superpowers i know but i wanted more (laughs) what powers do you want Hmm. right you know what i I want superpowers you don't even know what fucking powers you want i'd want the flash's powers that would be pretty fucking sick you want to be a speedster the ability to like like mind control i guess but like people what to do like command people you want to be a pusher yeah <sighs> yeah exactly yeah i could see that other people to do all the bad shit for me that still makes you, that makes you even worse because you're <laughs> making people do that stuff against their will yeah but yeah that's fair <laughs> <laughs> I'm you're, gonna defend myself. you're like I'm a, yeah i'm not gonna deny that <laughs> Maybe Ollie, I'll be a- be, you can have any superpowers and you want to be a speedster. Yeah, they're fucking OP. They can, like, literally rip the space-time continuum if they run fast enough. Facts. They can, like, tap into immense energy and just, like, destroy the fucking energy grid if they wanted to. Like, there, there's, like, an endless possibility of the things that speedsters can do. The one thing they can't do is fly. But if you've seen the Flash TV show, he can, he can like, run up on buildings and kind of, like, glide down and make tornadoes with his arms and shit like that (laughs) just to like land 
but but yeah no i like i don't know i think running would be fucking awesome if you could just yeah i don't know that that kind of adrenaline rush like out of any like any franchise speedster which which one is your favorite um like you talking specific characters or yeah 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 like do you like i don't know maybe wally west or um i don't know the dude from invincible or like whatever like doesn't matter what franchise no matter who it is it's just like what's your favorite speedster character i see what you mean the one I've read the most is uh, Jeff Johns' Barry Allen run, so I, I think that one. Okay. I think, I think yeah, like the OG Flash, because I don't know if you know much about the Flash, but other speedsters can't exist unless Barry Allen exists. He's kind of the whole point why the Speed Force exists in the first place, or at least is connected to the to the universe. So no other speedster could tap into the speed force without barry allen first having done it really i didn't know that well what about the yeah. uh the one like the the flash before him though like jay garrick or some of the other ones yeah yeah the speed force is like an, an entity independent of time so oh, um okay. so yeah like no matter what as long as there's a barry allen that exists in the timeline then then the speed force can can exist in other people as well but Barry Allen is like the divining rod, if that's the right term, that okay, or the yeah. yeah that that connects it to the universe. And like the dude could the dude could if he wanted to, like fucking tear open the space time continuum and and cause an apocalypse if he wanted to with all the energy that is the speed force. And I mean, hey, hopefully we're gonna see something like that in this Flash movie coming up. Yeah, exactly. Kind of right. I mean, it was pretty sick what was happening with um in the justice league movie where he was like turning back time and fucking saving the day yeah. in, in, in the <laughs> snyder so cut cool. yeah like i want to see more of that definitely for the record yeah. since nobody asked telekinesis <laughs> telekinesis <laughs> we were getting there were we though i felt like we were this this conversation was gonna start moving on <laughs> like, how how strong of a telekinesis like yeah, mountains, like, like, move mountains, yeah. Phoenix type of thing, or sorry, who? Like, uh, what's her name? Uh, her actual name, not the actress, but uh, like Jean Grey. Yeah, Jean Grey. Yeah, like I mean, like she, her. She's pretty fucking yeah. powerful. Yeah, I'm, but yeah, and she's not just telekinetic. She can. She's got telepathy too, doesn't she? Yeah. Her, it, I, mean, it I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want any of that. I don't want to read people's minds. I no, I don't have a, I don't have the stomach for that. I don't want to know what people actually think of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to be able to to move things with my mind and and sheer will, I'd be a, a Jedi and or Sith for reals. Facts. You can fight villains on a daily, but as soon as somebody thinks a negative thought about you, it's just this is game over, man. Well, right. I, I would have so many complexes, um, but which is why I don't want telepathy, but just telekinesis. I could imagine, like, if you did have telepathy, just confronting somebody, <laughs> you heard them thinking something like negative. Stop lying! I ain't lying. Stop lying! I ain't lying. Stop fucking lying! I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I can see you as being the person to just like call someone out on that. One hundred percent. I wouldn't know how to turn it off. <laughs> That's the thing. I would constantly want to know what everyone is thinking. Are they thinking about me? Are they talking shit about me? Do they? Do these? Do these people actually like me? Like, I, I don't think I'd be able to shut that off. That is that is an unwanted superpower. No, thank you. Take it back. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a slippery slope. Good. That's more like a that's more like a monkey paw thing. It's like, oh, you can like you have superpowers, but you can read people's minds and you can't turn it off. Yeah, no, I'm good. 
you guys ever seen that Reddit thread that's like, um, pick a superpower and then the person will comment beneath you with the uh, con of having that superpower? No. <laughs> the, the, like, very first post on it, this dude puts, uh, like, the, the power to fly. The person <laughs> comments as his, uh, like, the con to his ability beneath it, but <laughs> just put fucking colon cancer. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh. Reddit is a dark place. Reddit yeah. is a dark place. Holy fuck. Reddit. You know, I haven't I used to be all about Reddit in my teens and now I could care less. Like it used to be something to me, it used to be something really cool and something I was on all the time and now I, I don't look at Reddit at all. Yeah, I feel that. It's literally just a forum for questions I have at this point. <laughs> but I mean you can just Google that shit. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just, find. I mean, and more, it'll probably take you to Reddit anyway, because that's where most of my. Well, that's what well, I was gonna. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Is like you Google anything and then add Reddit to it, and you'll find like a fucking answer for it. I don't even yeah. have to add Reddit. It's usually in the top fucking three things that answer my question. Usually, <laughs> usually weird gaming stuff. To be honest, like what's the, <laughs> yeah. what's the safe code to this part? <laughs> There's like a whole yeah, Reddit that... like write up about it. That's pretty much what I have read it for, is just to look at, like, gaming rumors and upcoming releases and whatnot. Something I, you know, I should read, considering that's the kind of shit our podcast is about. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> Back before we started and just, like, find what trailers had come out, because I, I feel like there's something that we were missing still. Like, I feel like there was another uh, trailer for something that we didn't talk about, but I don't remember what it was. Morbius. Yeah, I think you're right. Have uh, Do you watch that trailer, Ollie? Um, yeah, well, I'm pretty that, sure. Yeah, you, you, talking about this already. you said that you uh, saw it in the theater, right? Yeah, in the theater yeah, right yeah, before yeah. Venom. Yeah. yeah. I'm on the Hell fence. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested, but I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm going to see it. I just don't expect it to be great. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't know much about the character, but considering it's, it's not on the same level as, like, Venom, um, I don't think it's going to be as good as even the Venom movies. Yeah, I'm a, I'm expecting about the same, honestly. Like to be a little bit below that, but not not a bad movie per se, but just not great. Jared Leto's gonna be like so disappointed. He plays yet another character that nobody likes. Yeah, you guys are talking right out of your ass. We don't even know. This could be a wicked I mean, fucking movie. I just want to know what are they trying to set up with this? Where does Morbius fit in? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, they're doing a Madame. Madame Web movie as well. Shut up. And uh, a few other ones were announced. Don't talk shit, Ollie. Not that they were just like they announced who's, like untitled projects, but it was just who's who's part of this this Madame Web universe? Which which Spider Man? Like Tom Holland? I have no idea. I just heard that it's that it's a thing. That's um. Let me see here if I can find a list of the ones that were kind of that planned. Is some, there was that is there was one crazy or, shit. There's one or two other ones. Um, Mike. Other Sony yeah. Marvel movies in the works include Nightwatch, Silk, and Craven the Hunter. What is Nightwatch? I don't know, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what Silk is either, but I do know Craven the Hunter. Yeah, I think Silk is another is a is a is a Spider Woman. I want to say Nightwatch. Really? Why not just give yeah, us a Spider Gwen movie? Nightwatch. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Oh, I think is is Nightwatch just a spawn kind of? He looks like spawn to me. I've heard and a lot then... of rumors of uh, a character called Moon Knight being brought to uh, the MCU as one of these. Yeah, Os- Oscar movies. Isaac got cast, yeah. I believe. Yep, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll yes. do a good job. 
Yeah, so Silk is an Asian American. Um, Cindy Moon is the character's name. Is a is a Spider Woman. Oh, okay. Do we have any anybody casted for that? I don't think so. I think these are all like just barely in the works. Hmm. But yeah, that Moon Knight. I uh, I think that's gonna be pretty dope. Well, that's a TV I series, so. right? That's not that's not gonna be a movie. Oh, is it? Oh, hmm. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. it's a TV series. Yeah. I want to know okay, where it ties cool. in, though. I think it will tie in with Blade, because aren't they going ahead with the Blade movie? I'm pretty sure. You think Moon Knight and Blade? I mean, I don't know yeah, how much they have Moon, Moon Knight. Now, but I think that the Blade movie is happening. Moon Moon Knight is he's he's like dead. He's like a specter, isn't he? I thought he was a man. Well, like he's a dude that <laughs> died and like came back. I think. I'm not even sure. All I know about him is he's kind of like the Batman of the Marvel Universe. Like, he is more or less just a dude. He doesn't really have powers, but I don't know his backstory at all. I'm just taking a look and see if I can find, like, a a basic version. On more than one occasion, Mark Spector has seemingly died and then been resurrected by other dimensional entity. Khonshu is not known if Khonshu will continually do this, making Mark Spector effectively immortal, but not quite. Uh, Yeah, just above that, it says he has no supernatural abilities beyond occasional visions of mystical insight. And he's also resistant to telepathic psychic attacks. So he's basically kind of like a daredevil kind of guy? like I suppose. He's a combat dude. Probably uh, going to be like a street-level hero. I'm thinking he's definitely more in line. He, he's definitely Marvel's Batman. I have heard about Hello. one of the like more recent comic runs of uh, about this character where... He's like, whatever that person that you named that revives him, he was like doing some kind of quest for power for this person and going around collecting like artifacts of really powerful heroes. So like he went and killed Thor and took his hammer and he like did all these things to a bunch of other heroes in the universe to take their power for something. How, how did he take the hammer? Only one who is worthy to wield it. I'm not sure. I think it was something about like the material it was built out of. I'm pretty sure. It was uh, something to do with his backstory or, like, the character that uh, continuously revives him had some... Conchu. Something that's, like... Yeah, Conchu. is something to do with, like, the materials, um, uh, like, where it comes from and, like, the, the world in which it's harvested, I think. Interesting. Yeah, so I was going to say, really... it's not like you can just... It's not like you just put it in a box and then pick it up and go. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I am I really don't know. It's something I need to look into more, and I feel like the character of Moon Knight has recently become a lot more popular, and maybe something that's uh, just, like, in general, I should keep an eye on for the sake of knowing what this character is. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently, uh, Sharon Carter is going to show up in the Moon Knight series, but yeah, it's a Disney Plus series. Does it take place back in the day? Uh, Let's see. Is is Moon Knight a back in the day hero? He's not a current hero. Well, he's effectively sure. immortal. But like, oh, yeah, you I'm said really Sharon not... Carter. You said Sharon. My brain went Peggy. Those are two very different. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You mean the power broker? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, that'll be interesting. Hmm. Oh, damn. Wait. So that would actually kind of make sense along with uh, like the rest of the Dark Avengers and all of that too. Hmm. Is Moon Knight one of the Dark Avengers? I mean, I don't think so, but I'm thinking more towards the initiative that we saw them putting together with, uh, uh, like, in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, with US I mean, I'm more thinking, like, Yeah, he might be a, on a team like that because he is a little bit more of, uh, like, an anti-hero type of character. Yeah. Oh, they uh, already, and already Sorry, went. go on. No, no, already, I want to hear what you... They already finished uh, filming Moon Knight 
as of October 14th. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be ready. It's 2022, but it doesn't say a, a month. But I can't find February. anything about its plot. Other than that, the character's, uh, Spectre's mental illness will play a large role in the in the show. My guess is February. Yeah, I think you're probably pretty close. I'm thinking like February to March-ish is when we're going to start seeing more Marvel stuff coming back. But I think they're going to keep like December, January for Star Wars and then definitely May again. But I think we're going to get a bunch of Star Wars stuff here. And uh, I also think we're going to get the Obi-Wan teaser trailer pretty soon. I hope so. There's been a lot more uh, that I've been seeing about it recently, especially since the uh, Book of Boba trailer drop. Do we know... What time frame that takes place in? Um, not really. A lot of uh, what I've heard in terms of rumors are kind of in between uh, um, episode three and four. So still, like, Anakin is Darth Vader, but it's kind of young-ish Obi-Wan. Yeah. So I'm not like sure. Obi- I, but... Obi-Wan in his 40s, not in his fucking yeah, 80s. Yeah, like middle age. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, People have uh, I have been saying stuff about uh, Hayden Christensen's return to uh, the character. Yeah, I keep I keep possibility about that. So who knows? It Just is really use hard. Matt Lanter. Why would you put Hayden Christensen back in there? He sucked. <laughs> I didn't missed like, opportunity. I really like I like Matt Lanter so much, and I think he would do the role so perfectly. But I don't he mind would. Hayden Christensen. Oh. What was it that you didn't like about him? Because he's all fucking mannequin Skywalker. He just fucking, he's so <laughs> plain. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of His that... delivery sucked. You have to keep in mind that a lot of that had to do with the, the rest of, like, the film crew more than anything. Because they would have done so many takes on all those lines. And he has a lot better performances in other movies, especially around that time when he was really popular. Name three. But, uh, there was, he had one that was like, uh, it was like a romance movie. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't remember what it was called but that one he got uh, a lot of praise for his um, acting I don't remember if he won an award for it uh, but apparently it was pretty good I haven't seen it okay so that's kind of one that one that one off romance movie name two more wasn't this is this is Ryan now taking <laughs> taking to Google by storm <laughs> Honestly, like, I was Hayden Christensen actually good in. I didn't think he was that bad in Star Wars. Like, I definitely understand what you mean when you said that he was very, like, emotionless. But yeah, very dry delivery. But I do think that some of that played into the character as well. And just like, like how, how he had to react around the people that were around him because of the just dislike that the Jedi had for him. Like, it's it's kind of, it's put into words, but like, he, he didn't want to, like, in a sense, it, it almost felt like, to some degree, he didn't want to stand out amongst like a group of other Jedi when they were talking because he felt like they would just belittle him. I don't know. I just felt like uh, there could have been a much more solid performance. I'm not saying that he couldn't do it. I'm just saying that he needs work. Yeah, I mean, I think like I totally agree with you, but I think that like this could definitely be his chance to um, redeem himself. Yeah, redeem himself for that and show that like he does have the emotional range to continue this role under the pretense of a more emotionally heavy story. Because like realistically, like it, it wasn't too much of uh, the aspect of Star Wars until Episode Three where we really needed to see that emotional difference in him. Yeah, 
like we saw him get mad and everything about uh like his mother dying in episode two but we really didn't need to see the polar opposites of like his jedi contrasting with his sith side until episode three where i i think he did a better performance in that one for sure compared to episode two i guess hmm. <laughs> all you got some to add no i don't really have an opinion about it about hayden christensen um I'm probably thinking more along the lines of Ryan. Like, I, I don't think I really mind minded his performance. I thought that he, that was his character. That's okay. It's okay that you guys have that opinion. But it's wrong. <laughs> However wrong it may be, yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, you're just a hater for the, the sequels anyway, so... No, I hate episodes the, 7 the through prequels. 9. I do like episodes 1, 2, and 3. I just, like I said, I just think Christian Haydenson... Hayden Christensen, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> whatever, whatever that guy's name is, um, I, I honestly think he could have done a better job. That that's that's pretty much it. Other than that, like I do like episodes one, two, and three because for me, I feel like they really nailed a lot of the the combat and the the action. Um, like that that's pretty much how I envisioned lightsaber fights to go, or how they would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, versus what we got in episodes four, five, and six. Granted, different time back then, you know, 70s through the 80s, there wasn't a whole lot of super flashy outside of like old 70s, like kung fu movies and shit. Yeah. There wasn't a, there wasn't sure. a whole lot of flashy stuff going on with swords, laser, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get it. But yeah, no, I, I, I do like episodes one, two, and three. They just, some parts need work and some folks need erasing. Like Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Wisa Wisa don't needs a Jar Jar Binks. I wonder how yeah. different that movie and how how much better it would have been received if that character just wasn't in it at all. Well, then they wouldn't have been led to the what are they called? Gungans? Yeah, I. But honestly, like I feel like they could have done it any other way. Like they could have had a, a different Gungan. I don't know, approach them or something uh, <laughs> while the force is being destroyed. And like I don't know. Just introduce them in a different way and then don't have this ridiculous character following them around the whole time for comedy you guys, reasons. Three fucking movies. Have you guys <laughs> yeah. seen the the theory that Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be a Sith Lord? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, that's yeah. a weird should've one. should have gone with that. <laughs> no. No, they shouldn't have. They should have just not gone with Jar Jar at all. See, I'd be okay with it. We saw his death scene. If we saw his death scene, I would have been happy. But we didn't. So we don't know. <laughs> that that doesn't sit right with me, you know. Wait, yeah. How do they write him off? <laughs> he just like didn't show up in uh, episode three. I don't think at all. Did he? Yeah, he was an ambassador. Oh, true. Yeah, that's uh, right. He was, he was an um, yeah. he was an ambassador to Queen Amidala. Yeah. I don't know what happens to him, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, like to. You no, know, I don't. I I want some closure. I'm with you on that. I want to know. <laughs> I, I'm kind of hoping he died in an explosion. Yep, definitely. Really hope that one of those uh, Senate chairs that Palpatine was tossing around maybe hit him. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know where we're... Where do we even start? Where? How do we get here? What were we even talking about? We've jumped Older through like six or seven different topics. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. I don't, even, I don't even remember what we even started with. Probably get to wrapping things up pretty soon. Uh, we're almost at our two-hour mark here. Yeah, no, I'm... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think we started with the Book of Boba. That we did. Well, it's 
it's funny because like we tangent off and then sometimes I forget we're even recording something until <laughs> I look over and I'm like, oh shit, like it's yeah, yeah, Craig's right. still we're there. Hitting, we're hitting that two hour mark. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Where did the time yeah, go? Seriously? Well, hell yeah, we can ring and wrap this up here. There's no no pressure to to go anywhere else. We have plenty of stuff to talk about in upcoming episodes. Absolutely, um, plenty. Yeah, like eight pages worth. Um, well, if if that's that, then let's move on to the shoutouts. Hell yeah! Shoutouts to Matt the Rat over at Rat House Productions. R A T T H A U S dot net. Uh, there's all kinds of other shows on there. It's not it's not just us. I mean, we're obviously the best one, of course, because um, we're the most consistent one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And because, you know, we're awesome with all of our nerdy culture and high discussions. Uh, but there is other stuff over there. Uh, and while we're talking about all the other stuff over there, a shout out real quick uh, to the folks over at Twat FM, also known as The World, according to Fear and MDI. Uh, I shout you guys out every episode just because without you, I wouldn't be here. So there's that. Uh, Internet, if you wanted to find Ryan. Ryan, where do they find you? Just look up synthetic, S-Y-N-T-H-E-T-I-K. You should find me on Instagram, Twitter, um, Twitch, basically any social medias you can think of. I should be on there by the time this episode is live. Hell yeah. And for anyone who has a hard time remembering it, it's Sin the Tick. (laughs) That it is. (laughs) I give up. Oh, don't give up. Don't be a pushover. I just like to do it. I just like to do it because it bugs you a little bit. Gonna keep you on your toes, Ollie. <laughs> if the fine folks on the interwebs want to find you, on Instagram at Oliver.atruiz. That's it. Oh, hey? yeah. You don't. That you don't TikTok. It. You don't have an OnlyFans or anything. No, no, definitely not. Sure. <laughs> Just checking. Hey, no judgment, man. Sex work is work. <laughs> you do you. If you folks want to find me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at the real Snurfin, and on Instagram at Snurfin. Uh, and then, if you'd like to find us as as a podcast, we're both on Instagram and Twitter at Nerdy Nomicron, and that's how you, that's how you find us. And you can send us pictures and donations and cookies. We like cookies. Yeah. I mean, I like cookies. I don't know about you guys, but if they send me cookies, I may or may not share them. Cupcakes. Send me cupcakes. No, cupcakes don't <laughs> send well. They don't keep well, unless they're local. <laughs> yeah, local. Don't send, send me something from across the world. Yeah, no, we, we, what we should do is get a sponsorship with Crave Cupcakes. Huh. Ooh. Good idea. We'll reach out. No, horrible idea. It'll never happen. They're not going to support us. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They have an image to uphold. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and that's uh, <laughs> that's the show. That this concludes episode eleven. Um, hell yeah! Until next time, guys. Peace. See ya.